0: And now,
1: weighing in, out of the blue
0: corner, Josh, the hundred percent. and on the other mic, he weighs in, in. from the red
1: corner, Big John McCarthy nice.
0: All right, we are back. It is the weighing in podcast number 225. We're talking two and a quarter. That is a perfect weight. Something you, my man, Josh Thompson, should be weighing about this time since you eat and are not working out like you used. To. Uh, <laughs> 225 two twenty five is the said, perfect weight.
1: You said two and a quarter, and I got lost for a second. <laughs> math.
0: There I goes math. Thinking,
1: yeah, two like two two pennies, a quarter. Okay, anyways.
0: Ah, uh, we got a bunch to talk about. There's so much going on in the world of MMA. Some of the people involved in the world of MMA. We just had Sean Strickland putting on a very clean and surgeon-like performance. Against Jack Hermanson, I believe that he definitely got the win. I was surprised the motto went with Hermanson in that, but that's what happens sometimes in fights, and that's why you got three judges, and the right man won. So that's what we care about. What did you think of that fight, real quick? Uh, it left a lot to be desired. <laughs> okay,
1: that's what I maybe. Thought but but let's first let's get in some uh, mainstream news. Uh-oh. Um, regarding one of our friends. All right, we're going to leave the fight. We are going to leave the fight. Or are we going to just about... fight? <laughs> no, we're not going to fight. <laughs> no, we're going to talk about Joe Rogan and all the controversy that's uh, surrounding him. And, John, I mean, I'm just going to be very upfront for all of our listeners. And you guys can take it however you want. Joe Rogan is a friend of mine. Joe Rogan will always be a friend of mine. And Joe Rogan is a very kind person. He's got a good heart. He does a lot and he's done a lot for this podcast and helping us and sometimes, you know, pushing us in directions that have benefited us and sometimes not. But this that has nothing to do with him in terms of like people that we have worked with that just didn't fit our needs. But he has given us a path in how to actually help with our show. And our show has grown because a lot of because of him. But, you know, in terms of helping him, helping us and guiding us, that all being said, I've known Joe for a long time. And I'm not going to get into the breakdown of it all. He is someone who's got a big heart. He's somebody that he, all he's asking, all he's doing is trying to create dialogue to seek the truth. And it doesn't matter who he has on and what the information is. He lets people talk and he lets them, he lets them plead their case, whatever it is. And he sometimes will rebuttal them and sometimes he won't. And sometimes he'll agree with them. And sometimes he will literally get on them and say, Hey, this is not, this is not the way it is. This is not the what you guys said. This is not how these facts or these things work. All of those things being said, but he does it in a way that long format that not many people that I've ever been around can do or ever seen do and do it in a way that is very um, respectful and leaves a lot to like continue to want to watch and be desired. Like, I want to watch more. I want to listen to more. I want to hear from everyone. I want to hear from both sides. I want to hear everything that he presents. And the way he structures his his information and the way he structures his comments is to make sure that it's not one-sided is he's pulling out more information from people and letting them discuss what they believe and john he's he is a very good person who and all of the levels every in in podcast able to even i think say this there are comments all over social media right now for people that are trying to block him, cancel him, whatever. But those there is a ton of people trying, you know, 100% trying to support him and saying what I just said a second ago about him helping our he doesn't need to help us. He doesn't need to help not just us, but all of the people that he works with or friends with or becomes friends with. Fighters that, you know, he could say that they're pretty much beneath him. You know, they're not on his level. They don't bring, you know, whatever it is they don't bring to the table. That's not him. He's brought every single person and he tries to bring them to a level that could be it possibly is equal to them. He's talked people into doing things that will be beneficial to them. And I'll give you a perfect example. And almost everyone here that's listening to the show will 100% agree. He took Brendan Schaub out of the fight game and put him on a platform that he created. Brendan created it on his own. I get it. But he helped him get to the point of where Brennan is now, and I think Brennan will 100% tell you that. And if and I just believe that he has done that for so many people that he has got such a big heart. And for this to be happening, you guys got to start looking at what the objectives are for everyone on the outside. And that's what just take take an open mind and look at it from the outside. Don't look at anything other than the fact that why why is this happening to someone who's got such a huge following. And remember, if it can be done to him, it can be done to anybody. And do you want to be one day that person? That's, that's pretty much all I'm going to say about this. I mean, I, I'm a big fan <laughs> of Joe Rogan, and he's a friend of mine. We want to thank MyBookie.ag. We want you guys to actually hit MyBookie.ag and use our promo code WAYNEIN. We've got the Super Bowl coming up next weekend, and we got Izzy and Go Rams! Yeah, Let's not do the Rams thing. <laughs> let's go Bengals. No, no. Let's you see, look at go. you
0: jump ship because they beat your Chiefs. No, if I'm, I'm you were gonna... smart and you had <laughs> bet with MyBookie on the Bengals, look at where you'd be today, Josh Thompson. I am so
1: sorry, but I'm not a fan of those type of teams that the best team that money can buy. I'm not a fan of those teams. It doesn't matter what sport it is. I am not a fan. But hey, mybookie.ag can go ahead and hit all your gambling needs or betting needs that you would need for the Super Bowl. As well as you got Israel Adesanya fighting Whitaker. That's going to be an absolute great fight. It's a rematch. Cannot wait to watch that fight. That card is also stacked. That will be on Saturday. So make sure you guys... Take a listen to us on Tuesday when we go ahead and break that all down as well. We'll give you our ideas on how you guys should possibly bet, where you should lean, and we will go through on weighing in on the odds and check that out because that will give you guys a good idea of how we suggest you guys go for in-between round bettings, for each round betting, or any way that we think the fight may go. Take our advice. Don't take our advice, but we're just hoping you guys use mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne in. We want to thank you guys for supporting us and supporting mybookie.ag. Use that QR code right there, too. That will give you a little extra spending cash for your first initial deposit. mybookie.ag, promo code Wayne in.
0: Well, you know I I I agree with you in that, uh, first off, Joe Rogan's a friend of mine, and I'm going to say that I've known Joe since UFC 12. That's when he was first hired to be the backstage guy. It was this actually pretty thin, skinny comedian guy that I was like, "Who the fuck With is hair. this guy?" He had hair. He's a good-looking guy, <laughs> and uh, I start I started talking to him in the airport, and said and talking fights and talking things, and we just we started just really talking martial arts because he was coming from this Taekwondo background, and, and honestly, immediately I was kind of like, oh, shit," but. <laughs> Then he started telling me, I'm, I'm training with Carlson Gracie and I'm doing this and doing that. And what about this? And we, and immediately you could see, hey, this guy, is, he's, he's got a pretty good grasp of what's going on in this. And, hey, this guy's kind of smart. I'm going to say this about it. People are always going to take shots at people at the top. Joe Rogan is at the top. Joe Rogan yeah. is as good a human being. He doesn't have a racist bone in his body. He's as good a human being as you'll find. He has done exactly what you said. He has started more podcasts for people, helped them start, got them going, told them this is what you need to do and pushed them in that direction and given them that shove that they needed to actually get it going and has changed people's lives in that fashion. He's done things as far as what people don't know about Joe and what he's done for people. I've been all over the world. I've seen... All kinds of unbelievable things. I've seen horrible things in my life. I've seen fantastic things in my life. And I've seen a lot of different people. And I've seen some people that, you know, they can, other people on the outside say, oh, he's a great guy. Nope, he's not. He's evil. I can tell you that right now just by being around him. Joe Rogan is one of the good guys. He's one of those guys that, like I said, he would give you the shirt off his back If he thought that your purpose was right, he doesn't have that mean bone in him. And, uh, I'm just going to say this, anybody out there who thinks that, you know, you can sit here and say that you never did something that a year, a day, a year, 10 years down the line, someone's going to say that was wrong. We all have, because you know, we're human beings and sometimes, you know, we have drank too much. And, you know, we're getting stupid with our friends and it's possible, you know, you can say something, you can't go back in time and take something from the past and bring it to the future. You have people that want to try to cancel Joe because Joe has become pretty much the news or the media that you can trust in this world. And all I can tell you is this, if you don't like Joe Rogan, that's okay. That is your choice. Doesn't bother me in the least, but I will always support Joe Rogan. I will always tell you he's a good guy. I will always, to the last dying breath I have, know he doesn't have a racist bone in his body. He's a good human being, and I only wish the best for him in the past, at the present, and in the future.
1: I can't even tell you how many times I've woken up after a night of drinking and go, "Jeez, what did I do?" <laughs> well, I've been there with you a couple of times, and I can tell you, you're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look, we th- life is about progress. Yeah, life is not about what you did when not you were getting 15, better when you were eighteen, when you were twenty five. Oh my god! If you judged me like John and I, if you, John, if you john knew me when i was 25 when i was 22 23 but it was like he didn't know me know me but i'm sure when he was around me then he's like this dumb kid i was not even near the same person i am now i mean don't get me wrong i still like to joke around but there's a lot more tact to it i mean i have fun (laughs) there it's just different now like you know you understand the guidelines and the boundaries of other people's of other people to sit here and say that what anybody did i don't give a crap who it is 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years. I mean, I have even heard people trying to get canceled from 25 years ago. Are you kidding me? You're not even the same person. Nope. The things that go through my head now, even from the time I was 30 to the time I'm now, what, 43, 44, whatever. Okay? Like, it, I'm not even the same person. I have don't even think the same. I have no desire to be that person that I was then. And to think that they're trying to hold this, this man accountable for for things that were done, that long ago as well as when he gave his explanation, I understand exactly what he's talking about. And I I just continue to say that he's somebody that has helped so many people. And I don't even want to say just so many people. I was I was actually just thinking about this the other day and I read someone tweeted it right when I was thinking about it. When they were talking about removing his show from Spotify, people trying to get him removed. I said, what about all the things that he has done? Like in terms of like SeaWorld, you know, he's trying to remove, you know, or help to get these these um orcas out of these little small confined areas and Sea world and, and these are things that he's having a world impact that's just one thing i mean that's i could go on and on you know about other things but the simple thing is he's not just affecting things that you around your neighborhood and around your community and around the around our country this is worldwide you know he wouldn't have so many people listening to him if he was just in the united states there's he's worldwide People every, every week, get all, they get in their car or they do whatever, they, they get to work and they put him on. They put his podcast on because they want to hear both sides and they want to hear his questions on how he formulates the questions because it makes him think. It really does. It makes, it makes people think about, man, I never thought about it that way. I, mean, I couldn't tell you how many times I've listened to his show and been like, damn, I didn't even think about it that way. You, you know what? That's a good question. And then the person answers, and I'm like, okay, now I start to see your side because I was very adamant about a lot of things when I was younger. And now all of a sudden, you knew you were, were right. Listening. Yeah, but I wasn't. <laughs> you were. <laughs> and then you, you listen to other people's uh, perspective on things and the qu- the way the question is formulated, which Joe does very well. It helps me to understand, and that those are the type of people that love listening to his show. That's why he's his numbers. Or triple what all of these other networks are, And I think he's a threat to them, and they are really making a push to get him taken down because yeah. he's he does what he's doing because he loves doing it, not because he has an agenda. Don't get me wrong, he's getting paid. He's making money, but he started doing this when he wasn't getting paid and making right. money. You know, And so he just continues to do it. And in this process, he has made a lot of people successful. Whether it's fighters having them on the show, which fighters, when they're done fighting, he's talked to about them. Even Juliana Pena, when he was just talking to her the other day, he was talking about what you can do after fighting. He brought up our podcast. This is the thing. He's like, you can do a podcast. He's like, yeah, even if it's only like a short one. You know, just sit down, talk about one thing that you're passionate about, you know, in terms of the fight and what you saw. And that's it. And then leave it at that. He's giving ideas on what they can do. He's done it for so many people in every type of field. And so... I'm going to continue to say he's a good person, and he's a friend of mine. Always be a friend of mine. The last
0: thing you got to go with is take a look at, take a look at what he said. He apologized. Hey, I look at it now. I'm appalled by what I said because it's stupid. And you, you are talking about and that word is a horrible word. I don't use it. I don't even think about ever it. You know, it's bad. don't do it. I actually, I've had big conversations with like Herb Dean, and we've sat down and talked about mm-hmm. that word and yeah. why it's important for the African American community to be able to use it, and it empowers them. And if that's what it does, I, I understood what he was talking about. I said, "Okay, great," but it's a it's a strange situation when you look at a word that certain people can use and it's okay, and then certain people cannot because it's never okay, and it's a bad word, and it should be just. It should be just gone. It's it's stupid. It's it's not something that anybody needs to say. But I think he apologized in the best possible way he could. And all I can say is, hey, if you don't like Joe, that's your that's your choice. It's okay. It's a it's a free country, and you should be able to make those choices. But well, I will always support and have the back of Joe Rogan. So it's the way it is
2: you know you guys could have just said um thanks joe for mentioning us on the pena podcast instead of that 10 minute rant but (laughs) (laughs) no
1: no i mean he's mentioned i mean he's mentioned john several times he's mentioned i mean i have dave pretty much do the short clips of every time he mentions me because i mean um he always does in a very uh
0: positive fashion
1: but yeah positive fashion and i just i admire him for that because he doesn't need to do that to people i mean he's guy's worth a ton of money. The guy's super successful. He's at the top. The money doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to him. Like, he he doesn't, like, when people, if you guys remember, when he went to Spotify and people were like, oh, man, you signed this huge deal. Every show you ever listen to him, when someone tries to get it out of him, he just starts asking questions. He doesn't even get into the, what his deal was and, you know, uh, he doesn't even talk about it. That's it. Like, he just wants to get right to you. Like, look, you know, personal, like, money, it's not an issue, like, not a big deal. You know he's done a lot of good things, man, and he's going to continue to do a lot of good things because I don't I don't believe I don't believe this is gonna this is gonna happen. He's but gonna do you be think? Let while. me
0: ask you this: you know, the whole thing is, you know, look at Joe's first thing. His first love is comedy, and mm-hmm. comedians say things all the time that are yeah. freaking whacking out there, and just you know, go. <laughs> that's what makes you laugh at times is the craziness yeah. of what they're saying. And it's, it's almost like a catch 22. You can't win because he's a comedian and you can say that. And he does use a lot of not his comedy stick, but his comedy personality, his comedic personality on his podcast. And he's telling funny stories and he's doing things, you know, crazy things that happen. And a lot of it's when he's, you know, he's higher on DMT or any of those things. You know, this is where, you know, man, I, I just don't understand how people can't figure out that you know who you are at 30 is not who you are at 35 and who and the things that you like at 30 is not what you're going to like at 35 all the time and when you're 40 it's going to completely change again and then you're it's just the way life goes and you you learn to be smarter about things you learn to hopefully be better about things i tell i talk to people all the time and you know and say man if i die tomorrow i'd die a happy dude because I've been able to do so much, but, man, if I had to go back in time and I had to be the same person I was 25, 30, 40 years ago and not have the knowledge that I have now, I don't want to do that. No. Yeah? You know, that's just because you, you're you supposed to evolve. Yep. That's what yep, life's I about. Mean, let's talk about sure fights. Is. All right, let's get into Can the we fights. we talk about let's, fights?
1: Yeah, let's talk about the fights. We'll get into it. I mean... I mean, <laughs> let's talk about it. There was a lot of strategy tonight in the co-main and the main event
0: tonight. Oh, there so you're saying they were of... slow and boring is what you are saying.
1: Well, last time <laughs> I said that,
0: everyone's like, you're such a Bellator homer. And oh, guy. Guy. I, like, I didn't even bring him. up Bellator. I mean, it cracks me up how someone can compare when you're talking even... about a fight that you saw. Does it, do you even care who the promotion is? I don't give a oh. damn. It's either a good fight or it's not. Exactly, either the guy yep. can fight or he can't. Either that was a good fight between those two ladies or it wasn't. That's yep. just the way it is. Yeah, crazy. Um, I thought Sean
1: Sean fought a good fight, a smart fight. Was never in any danger. Had great takedown defense. Um, like I I would have to agree that he needed to have more output. You know, yeah. to solidify you know the win. I thought he won the fight. He um, did. You know, I don't think it was a split. I no, thought he won. It, but um, it's all right. Yeah, but that being said, um he if look, if you want to jump the like I think I was I was listening to Paul Felder a little bit there and he said something like he normally does that's right right on. If you want to jump the line to get to the title shot for the winner of Izzy and Whitaker, you got to have a dominant performance gotta going be, into it.
0: Got to have some flash on it, man.
1: Yeah. And so whoever's fighting next, right? There's another group. I think Brunson and somebody else is fighting. If they have a good performance, they're going to jump the line right to the title shot. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. And so when I look at this, when I look at this, they Paul Felder was correct on that situation. Sean Strickland need to have a more dominant performance. He was touching him. He was letting him know he was there. He never really lost control of the fight. <clears throat> You know, but when it came down to it, it was like each round was kind of close. I mean, a little bit. I mean, like sure he was winning, but it was yeah. like if you look at it this way, the fight, the rounds were kind of like Sean was winning, but had Hermanson got a takedown and maybe threatened a submission, or if he just jumped to a guillotine that could have potentially
0: tied or, it up, or if he just landed one clean shot that put Sean on his butt, yeah, won the round. You know, this right is it, it is you. We'll talk about it in a second, but you know, there's those fights, Sam Alvey out, he was actually yeah. looking good against Brendan Allen. He was landing clean shots. He hurt Brendan Allen. Yeah. And he got dropped right near the end of the round. And all that good work that he did, those judges all went with Brendan Allen in that round. And that can happen. And this is where if you're Sean Strickland and you got a good win, it, it was a, a clean win in my opinion. But it 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 should get your attention that one of the judges went with your opponent, which is telling you, you're not making it clear enough. Mm-hmm. You need to step on the gas a little bit more. You need to open up those shots a little bit more. What we were seeing out of you in those last 10 seconds, that almost Max Holloway, Ricardo uh, Lama's fight, where, you know, stand in the middle and let's yeah. throw it down, he kind of tried to call, you know, Herm- Hermanson into that. And Hermanson kind of responded a little bit. But you need more of that. You need to have those moments in the fight where it just becomes clear that you're the guy totally in control and you're landing the big shots you're landing the heavier yeah. blows it's not just you are winning the game of i'm touching you a little more than you're touching me because that that can go against you and hopefully he figures it out and just you know look he's fighting well and i, I said it going into this he was undefeated in the middle weights he's been looking really good He's got very good wrestling defense. We, you know, talked about it and said he's hard to take down, and he is. Which you know, Hermanson's you know wrestling is decent. It's not great, but he made him work to try to take him down. Couldn't do it, and kept it in the range that he wanted. Sean looked good, but he just needs to understand. You just got to up the ante. You got to step on the gas more. You got to pepper him more and bring those combos more. You know, when he would do the. He would jab, you know, a double jab and come to a body shot. It's open the entire fight. It was always there. So why are you not going to it consistently to make him have to change to where he opens it up. So then you can put on that knock, that knockout type of blow, but you know, good fight. I just hope that he learns from the win, just up the, up that, up that gas level a little bit. Not that he's tired. He's obviously got gas, but he's got to step on that gas a little bit more.
1: I'm going to get a lot of heat for this because people are going to call me a homer, but I'm going to be uh, what I saw tonight out of Sean Strickland. Now, I'm not going based off of what I've seen before. I'm just going based off, this and off tonight. This Sean Strickland, I don't think would have beat Luke Rockhold. The reach, the range. I so mean, it's he got hit fight. some clean. Yeah, different fight. Totally different fight. different fight. But I mean, Luke has got a little bit better wrestling, I think, than Hermanson. He's got, I think he's got better jiu-jitsu than Hermanson, but on the feet though, like the reach and the range, the body kick, all those things. Luke's a faster
0: fighter than than.
1: Hermanson. Yeah, he is. So he is. It's it's just a more different more rangier fight. too. It, it is a different fight, but mm-hmm. I just from what I saw tonight, but I don't think uh, that's that I'll say fighter. this:
0: I think Hermanson takes a better shot than Luke.
1: <laughs> that's true. So that's true. Yeah.
0: You know right, and, and, and you know that could change. We'll you know we'll see when Luke comes back in a fight. But as of right now hermanson has mm-hmm. got he's got a chin, man. He he can yeah, he take does. some shots, man, and, and he's proved it with a lot of guys. Proved it with, with vittori Just proved it again with Strickland. He mm-hmm. took some hard shots, just kept on coming. So, well, the, the
1: reason why I brought up the Luke thing is because they were supposed to fight. Yeah, I know. And then that fight fell off. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I brought it up because I think if Luke does come back, they may want to try to insert Luke back into the Strickland situation because they're both training down in the Costa Mesa area. There. Well, no, so no, no. Like Strick- little-
0: Strickland is now in Vegas.
1: Oh, is he now? Yeah. Oh, is that
0: with, uh, That's right, he's, with, he's uh, with Eric. He's with Extreme Couture.
1: Oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, yeah. It's a great coaching tonight by him in the corner. Yeah. Always. Absolutely phenomenal. Oh, yeah, see.
0: Man, honestly, I, I, I try, I try to tell people. Yeah, he's good. Eric Nixick is a phenomenal coach. He's great in the gym, and he's fantastic at telling his guys when they're doing good, he kind of is like almost like a giddy little girl in a way. He gets all excited. <laughs> he's like, are we having fun and all that stuff? Yeah, when he has to get on him he gets on him and he, but he always gives them good information yeah and that's that's what you want out of your coach
1: yeah he was phenomenal he was good listening to him i was like very yep. well done my man very yep. well done um look, when you were saying about how the round was clo- how the rounds were close and that one judge actually gave it to hermanson and the reason why is because he didn't put a stamp on it right but let me give you an example like you said about someone being dropped right if hermanson was able to sit him to the butt then that would have won Hermanson the round. Could have been whatever it was, but the same ha- same thing happened. The round was super close in round two, and he didn't really even hit him. He actually just kind of pushed him over Hermanson, and he fell down. But it was the last thing that happened in the That's round. That's right. That one. That
0: one on the round. How, how many? How many? How how much do you want to bet that all three judges gave that round to Strickland? Based on just that one knockdown, which it was really just a yeah, slip. It, it was really off balance. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: So that just lets you know that it had the, had it been the other way around, they oh, would have yeah. given Hermanson the round. Yeah. You know,
0: because it was a close round. Uh, next next uh, fight. Well, The next fight was Nick Maximov from the 205 in Stockton, California, against Punalehi Soriano, which I thought it was. 209. 209. Is it 209? Is it 209? Yeah, it's 209. I said 205, didn't
1: I? Yes, you did. Well, I had
0: screwed up. It's a 305 Nick. in Miami. I'm sorry.
1: They're going to give you a slap next time.
0: Yeah. Right Now I guess I need to get a tattoo like John Anik, <laughs> but <laughs> it's crazy. It, you know, you look at this it's it, the only thing I kept thinking the entire time was, you know, this guy, he trains out of, you know, Nick Diaz's gym. He had Nate Diaz there. He's he, he talks like he's, you know, from Stockton, these guys, but nick and nate are always complaining about wrestlers they're always complaining about wrestlers man yeah and this yeah and maximov hey i don't blame him i thought he he fought smart he was trying to use his wrestling but he slowed the fight down he you know got into soriano and uh i thought it was i thought it was the right decision that maximov won the fight i thought he won mm. the last two rounds but there's no way that he won all three rounds got it but
1: Tough fight. Yeah, um, really it was one fight. of those tough fights. Yeah, I just, I don't want to say too much. It's like kind of just, it's the wrestling aspect of it all, but with no damage.
0: Well, that's the whole and point. So,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, So, I, I don't know. Soriano but, was scrambling. And yeah, but Soriano to wins the first round.
0: Just even, I mean, it's not only that, but think of the knee that he landed on Maximoff mm-hmm. that cr- I mean, crunched him in the face. Put him on his butt. That was a beautiful knee as far as the way it landed. Everything he did in the first round, I thought it was pretty clear that Soriano won that round. Second round, he was winning, and then Maximoff's wrestling started to take over, and he just wasn't able to become as offensive. And I think that you know, the judges are supposed to look and say that, hey, what took place more in the round? Was it striking or was it grappling? Well, it was grappling because you know, Maximoff was the one dictating that that's what it was going to be and then in the third round I thought it was pretty simple to say Soriano didn't have any real offensive output at all he was defensive mm-hmm. the whole time so pretty yeah. simple fight as far as to, to judge
1: yeah I, I mean I think when you get into you were expecting a little bit more out of the yeah I think that's main. what it was and then yeah it just kind of was like okay um <clears throat> I don't even know how you say this guy's name Shavkot <laughs> Rachmanoff yeah Rachmanov. Rachmanof. Is, Shav- is it Shavkot his first name? Yeah. Shaf. I mean, Shafkaterov Manoff. He's good. Yeah, he is good,
0: dude. He's good. I mean,
1: is he that good though?
0: Yeah, he's that good. Like,
1: I mean, like in terms of opponents, eh, you know, like he, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's he's doing well. I mean, like you're, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Okay, he's supposed to be getting rid of these guys,
0: and he is every one yes. of them.
1: Yeah, so I'm every, saying. Every like, doing
0: every one of them. Yep. Okay. So, he's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. This is a guy that, you know, how many fights does he have in the UFC? Three or four now? He's gotten rid of every opponent there. Mm. He has gotten rid of all of his opponents, not only 15-0. 15-0 never going to a judge's decision. Pretty impressive. The guy can fight. He's pretty yeah, he's good. He's pretty stiff in the you know in his approach. He's pretty basic in his approach. Mm-hmm. He does have you know he's got some nice kicks and some good spinning attacks, but he's As pretty solid you know, tonight. But he's also got he's got good you know his Greco Roman is actually really good. He's got mm-hmm. good body locks. He doesn't go to the legs a lot, but his body locks and the, his ability to off balance you and sweep the legs out and stuff he does a great job.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh yeah, I mean like for him i look at more just what's to be desired let's see him get to the next level of competition you know he's doing what he's supposed to be doing and getting these guys out of here but let's uh let's get him up into that that conversation i I mean maybe give him a top 15 you know like number 15 or 16 somewhere in there let's let's start start making a little bit of gains here because he's doing he's dispatching of the people he's supposed to be doing it and he looks good he looks dominant i agree with you He looks stiff he kind of reminds me a little bit of korean zombie I mean not that stiff, the way he kind of like just <laughs> No, I think you know, that's a, that's a pretty good uh, a, yeah.
0: Fair assessment. He kinda
1: has the you know, cause zombie kind of walks around like this and just kind of comes forward and takes shots. But you know, this guy, he he's got a lot of movement. And he doesn't he's stiff, but he's you know, he still kind of keeps his head offline, doesn't really get hit a whole lot. He no. like you said, he's got spinning attacks. He's good. He's he's real good at mixing it up. Good good performance by him tonight. Um, let's see, Brendan Allen and Sam Alvey yeah we talked about this the last week i mean you got to start thinking man it's time to <sighs> you know he's got six losses in a or seven i think well, so he's got seven, like six uh, losses in a row plus the draw right
0: no i think he's got seven seven losses with one draw in his last eight fights. seven yeah 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 i mean look sam alvey is a great guy i mean as nice a human being as you'll find mm-hmm. fun to be around it's just that you know you can't, you can't put Sam in this type of fight, and with the record that he has in a, in the, on the May card, also, mm. you know that's where you're looking. You're going, if you're gonna keep him, that's okay. I mean, he's still at at the beginning of this fight, he actually he started to look good. He was throwing more than just the ones, and that was the real problem. He got into just throwing ones, and he was you know throwing one shot, one shot, one shot. He threw some combinations and he definitely hurt Allen. He he definitely stung him to where Allen was feeling it, but by the end of the round, he got he got bombed and he was definitely hurting that. And then, you know, the second round, Allen did exactly what he should have done. He, he started stepping on the gas a little bit more, a little bit more pressure. I don't know why Sam has grown into this. He only fights basically within that Five foot range from the fence to that black circle that is out there it's like it's not a good place to be you know how why is that that that's become your home
1: because you know? now you, when, when people talk about that that space you're basically fighting your opponent and then fighting the fence
0: yeah you're fighting both
1: you're yeah you're fighting both like you don't want to get too close to the fence because now your head and your body has nowhere to go and circling out's not really an option and then, you know, and now your your opponent's right in front of you, you're worried about what he's gonna do. Is he gonna shoot? Is he gonna strike? You're having to now second guess two things. Is he gonna shoot or is he gonna strike? And the fence behind you. So now there's three things that you're worried about. When you get a little bit more out into the center of the cage, you're really just worried about the striking. Not a of, lot of people are yeah, not a lot of people are really out there in the middle of the cage wrestling. Yeah. they're trying to drive you to the fence to try to, you know, bounce you off and get a takedown or whatever it is. I mean, don't get me wrong, people are out there, they're learning now that the open mat wrestling is a lot easier to get the takedowns in. Um, Now they've gotten a lot better at wrestling in the open mat. But for the longest time, I mean, for 10, 15 years, people have been using the fence to get the takedowns, you know? And so now people are starting to realize that the open mat wrestling is there, but that wasn't going to be the case tonight. Nah. No. So yeah, yeah. So just it was a it was a good performance uh, by Brendan Allen and
0: yep. nice comeback performance for him. We're gonna
1: see what the UFC decides to do with Sam Alvey. I mean that's, yeah. I mean uh, you got to think like here. Put it this way: no one, nobody else except for BJ Penn has seven losses in a row in the UFC and was able to stick around. So I mean you're talking about a legend, and then you know, and with Sam, was like yeah, you got to start thinking about cutting your ties. I mean that's yeah. what they're gonna probably do. I would.
0: Uh, I would guess.
1: Yeah. yeah, um, what did you think on the uh, Brian Battle and Gore fight?
0: I didn't. I'm being honest. I thought uh, I like I like the way Brian Battle fights. As far as he doesn't try to throw. You talk about a guy that goes out and just just touch him, touch, 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 mm-hmm. touch, and then he he throws a beautiful teep down the middle. That you know that front kick down the middle is money for him at times because he he brings it up fast. He he chambers it well. He's got some power on it. He doesn't go for the big, you know, knockout blow or anything like that. His opponent, Gore, was definitely going for big knockout blows at time. This is one of those fights where you look at and you go, look at Treshawn Gore could have won this fight easily. Mm -hmm. He just made a lot of, you know, a lot of mistakes, and I think part of it was it was because it was that first time in that cage fighting, uh, against the guy he was supposed to fight in the Ultimate Fighter finale, that and it didn't happen. And he tended to seem, you know, he gassed himself a lot. He was tired at the end. Now, he was still fighting, but Battle had, had the better gas tank as far as he was feeling fresher near the end. And uh, he was taking the rounds. You know, he, he lost the, you know, the, the second round, no doubt about it. Came out in that third round where both guys knew, I need to win this. And he seemed like the guy that, you know, was more prepared to go win it than Gore was. And I thought Gore is actually the better fighter. He's the more, you know, he's the guy that you look at and he he appears that he will present you with more problems. Yeah, But battle's battles tough. I I really enjoy watching him. I, I like the fact that he just, he sticks within who he is. He doesn't try to, you know, throw those big shots and he wants to just put volume on you and open you up and then try to get rid of you
1: yeah you really gotta look at when you were a kid and they were picking teams and you were the last one to get picked and then it put a chip on your shoulder yeah and that goes a long way for a lot of people and in this situation i think that really kind of he just reverted back to that going to that third round like i have i need to prove to people that you know hey i mean i'm sure you won the ultimate fighter but there were still a little bit of lingering questions apparently that you know, and then he goes up there and he's like, look, no, no, I ke- I'm going to keep reminding people that I won that show and that I am getting better. He did win he's it. Only, he, he's, gonna, he's, he's only, he's going to, he's only going to get better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, he seems a little quirky, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, he's young, he's coming along though. It's a, it's a process. So good stuff. I mean, like he came out and he, he, he tried to steal the round in the third round, whereas Gore left a lot out, didn't leave enough out there yeah. to, to get the win. That's it. You know? That's really what it comes. to. Just down. learn
0: from it. You know? uh, Arosa and Peterson. All right, if you're going to open up a show,
2: your Think main card. Fight. Holy shit!
0: All right, yep. this one was the fight of the night. This one, these guys put. You know, I always tell guys, man, don't leave anything out there. Like if you if you end up going the distance and you're doing backflips at the end of it, there's a problem because you didn't you didn't leave what you could have left there. You know, putting your opponent in a more compromised position. If you have that much energy, yeah. these guys had energy because they put it all out there. Uh, Julian Arosa, you know, I've, I've known him since the ultimate fighter and stuff. He's a, this guy is a tough son of a bitch, man. There's times when he gets hit and he, you go, oh, he's, he's done. yeah. And he hangs in there and Steven Peterson, what a fight. He was exhausted at times and, and then bit down and just hurt Arosa. And then all of a sudden Arosa's hurting him this is you know when you're saying snobber blocker this yeah. is a snobber blocker
1: <laughs> no i agree what arosa got dropped i think in the second round and then we got back up they got into a couple exchanges, and hit that spinning back fist yep. and, not, and then dropped peterson it was like it was a good back and forth round great fight yeah it was a really good fight um look
0: not technically sound no you know? i mean but that's why it's so funny i was that, re- that sometimes is what makes fights with their Go back, you know, For, Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner, everyone talks about it, you go, it was a great fight, but technically no, it was pretty sloppy as far as if you're looking at things. Yeah. But it, that's sometimes is what makes a great fight.
1: Well, you gotta look at too, like it was on the ultimate fighter. Those are fighters that weren't in the UFC. Yeah. So yeah. like you're you're really comparing like what the what you see now on the ultimate fighter. It's like, all right, they got a ways to go. You know, um, <laughs> But this was a good fight. It was fun. It was entertaining. There was blood. There was some exchanges. There was a guillotine involved, a couple drops. I mean, you had a little bit of everything. And like, I was actually thinking about that because I think I had read on Twitter someone tried to compare it to the Stefan Bonner and the Forrest Griffin fight. And I was like, you know, I can kind of see that. You yeah. know, there was, you know, they, they were getting after it. It was fun. It was exciting. And it definitely, I have a question though. So who didn't make weight? Peterson?
0: Pete, no. Arosa. Arosa.
1: Arosa missed weight. So yeah. now he doesn't get, the, he doesn't have a chance of the bonus.
0: Nope. That sucks. That sucks sucks, big time. Have a fucking fight like that. But it's the right. Hey, even though I would like to see him get the money, it's the right call. Of hey, you got to make weight. You can't come in and and not make weight and think you're going to get that bonus. There has to be some kind of penalty there, man. I
1: I agree with you, but damn, man, they saved the
0: show. I was oh, I know damn show. It was a great, great. (laughs) And, And this is one where you know people go. What did you think about the judging? I mean, there's. if you're a judge, you yeah. could have gone either way on this. It was so close and so back and forth, and there's just little bits and differences. Come on, man. It didn't matter yeah. which way they went.
1: Yeah. It was a good fight, though. Oh, good, fight. fantastic. Good fight. Def- it def- fight it definitely. Night. It kept me tuned into the show, the rest of the card. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe the next one will be this good. <laughs> you know? Um, Castaneda versus Johns.
0: Dude, John Castaneda looked good. He looked good. Fought a man.
1: smart fight. Yes. Just the pressure. Technically just,
0: yeah, broke yes. his opponent down. Technically did all kinds of slick little movements. Great job of cutting off the cage. Great job with his footwork to take the right angles. Beautiful job of opening up at times with heavy shots, lightening it up with just touching him. It was That's the kind of performance you want to see out of someone. It was fantastic.
1: He like in this performance tonight. He reminded me a little bit of like a Nick and Nate Diaz. Yeah, put the pressure, be calm, light yep. strikes, and then throw hard. Light yep. strikes and then throw hard. That was he it. He fought a very smart fight. What he does, is what he did, was just he took someone who he knew had power, and he knew that was someone that could could probably someone put him that out was in explosive. No yep, and made him throw at times that he didn't want to throw and miss. Yeah, which made him and, tired. Th- yeah, and then that's what makes Left him more him tired open, when you're then when you're throwing hitting. and missing. It's worse than like, you know, when you're landing five and six punch combinations, it's exhausting yeah. when you miss and leave yourself open and you get touched a little bit. And that little set of anxiety sits in like, shit, I'm going to get hit again. You know, and you back away and put your back to the fence or you, you know, circle out and you're, there's a lot more adrenaline that gets going when you miss a shot because you're waiting for the counter, whether it comes or it doesn't, your, your blood starts to go. You're like, crap, i got to get out of here. The sense of anxiety, like yeah. I, I'm going to get hit. I'm going to get kicked. Yep. So, and he was doing a lot of missing. Yep. Uh, he, had, he, he had some good moments in the fight first, as well miles john did but in the first castaneda round just look yeah just too much pressure too much being relaxed and calm coming forward and um once he sunk in that choke you could just tell he was like okay it was done yeah but right. overall good performance by castaneda
0: that would um guy we I talked expected, about i expected more i was boring as hell <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was like yeah. I'm both sorry, these guys man. I expected to, I expected this to be a barn burner and it just yeah. it was okay. I'm not saying it was bad. It just wasn't what I was thinking it was gonna be.
1: Yeah. So No, I know we talked about it a lot um on Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever. Yeah. We were like, this should be a good fight. Yeah. Trezano's tough, Dowdo's fast, and uh, you know, like we we expected it, but no, I was I, I was kind of dozing off a
0: little bit. Sorry, but, man. I had
1: but, a, I woke up I woke up hella early and just didn't get much Going to this, but so you I gotta to look you gotta here. give
0: it up man we talked about him cheaty enjikawani yep. yeah yeah said man he's had some big wins fast finishes boom I loved yeah. it
1: jeez
2: all man. I want to say I mean, is hey 60, Chidi. 15 16
1: seconds oh yeah I don't I think what what it was, was 16, it? Seconds. 16, seconds? Yeah, yeah. 16 16 seconds yeah 16 yeah.
0: seconds just I mean Cheedy, congratulations you deserve that over your yeah. career and everything I know that was a big moment for you and the guy that you beat, Mark Andre, he's a tough son of a bitch. That guy can take a big shot. It's just he never got to get, you know, never got to get on the track, man. He was he just came out. He threw the, the lazy kick kind of, and Chidi hit that right hand over the top, hit him right in the side of the ear, and that was trouble. And but that's those. A, are those that's a great win.
1: Those are those type of fights that if you're. Um, Mark Andre, you're thinking to yourself, Man, I just did an eight-week camp and this is what happened. Yeah, this is what I did. Shit.
0: Yeah. It's
1: it's frustrating, you know. So he's gonna go back just totally deflated back to camp. And he's gonna try to get better, obviously, from that. But I mean, there's not much you can do. You just gotta work on the defense and the first couple of exchanges. You gotta make sure you fill it out. Yep. And Chitty just came out and just boom, boom, and it was quick. And we talked about how fast and accurate he was. He's a really good kickboxer. I think is he still with one kick?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one still kick, with one neck. kick
1: in the, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, congratulations to him, man. And it, so I started reading some of the, somebody had posted or in Twitter, people were commenting, you know, because there's so much, there's so much hate towards, you know, the guys that, that uh, have fought in Bellator, you know, or the people that, you know, like, oh, and it, so then it came, people were commenting, like, see, another Bellator fighter comes out and starts these guys in the UFC. And I'm like, it's not about that, you guys. It really just comes down to, doesn't matter. There's good fighters in every organization, everywhere. That's right. You know, and, um, if you guys don't believe him, mean, look at look at DJ was considered one of the, the the pound for pound best fighter in the world, you know. And then Henry beat him, but then he went to one and he got hasn't starched. had much. I mean, he's had some wins, but he's had Yeah, I mean, he's losses. good, but he's
0: got some money. You it, know, Polly was doing a, a podcast, and I was listening to him, and he, it was so nice to to listen to a guy with a boxing background who says he goes, he goes it's not because stop calling it the UFC. It's MMA, guys. Right? And it's like, Hello, a guy that gets it. He goes he goes, what do I care where someone's fighting? He goes, I see, I see guys from the UFC go over to one and get beat. He goes, So those guys gotta be better, right? It's like nah. it's individual fights, individual fighters. It doesn't yeah. matter, you know. It was uh it was just nice to see a guy like Cheedy, who's been everywhere, fought hard, had good times, had bad times, had good performances, bad performances. It was good to see him. He goes to Dana White's contender series. He gets the win there. He looked good. He goes into his first UFC. For people that, you know, for you to understand the pressure that he put on himself going into this fight. Because it's something that he's, what, 32, 33 years of age now. Finally making it there. I mean, to go out there and to just do what he did, 16 seconds. I mean, that's like a dream come true for him and he deserves it. And it was yeah, nice to I see.
1: I agree. I agree. Scroll on down. Is that it?
0: Was there any other fights below that? Oh yeah, there was fights below. Well, we talked about Alexis Davis and and you know what was gonna happen. It was exactly like we said. Couple punches in the face and she's red. Oh, uh, she was she was purple. <laughs> yeah. know, but she got stuck in submissions and just kept trucking and she's a grinder, man. She, man, she's tough. And she just wears her opponents out. Just with a constant pressure, she's always there. They can't get rid of her, and she just breaks them down. That was a very nice win. The one that I want to talk about, let's go to the very first fight of the night. I don't know if how many people saw it. I don't know if you saw it.
2: I didn't it, see it. It was
0: Malcolm Gordon against Denise Bondar. And in this fight, if you look at it, it says verbal submission arm injury injury. Bruce Buffer called it a submission due to technical submission. Bruce, I love you. <laughs> There's no such damn thing. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know who told you what to say, or if you came up with that on your own. Guys, what what this should have been, and if what happened in the fight is Malcolm Gordon ends up uh, putting Denise into a arm bar at one point, a straight arm lock. He switches it over to the other arm, and I do believe when he switched it over to the other arm, I do believe he damaged, and you know what it's like when you get in a tight you know, arm lock, and you'll feel your, your elbow popping. Mm-hmm. And, and he had it. He rolls over with him, but Bondar's able to get out, and they get into a scramble, and Bondar gets to the point where he ends up posting on that arm To get himself up and puts weight and pressure and the arm dislocates. Boom. So there was no submission at the time that the arm went. So what you have is a TKO due to self-inflicted injury uh, by Bondar. It's not a submission. And see, this is where you you we'll go back in time and people, oh yeah, he submitted. No, he didn't. It was an injury based upon just weight. It was the weight of trying to push himself up, and his arm was, I think, already compromised by that straight arm lock, but yeah, it popped, and it dislocated bad, so it was the end of the fight, but there were some people asking me about that, so that's the answer to that. It should have been TKO.
1: Yeah, if any of you guys want to see something like that, you guys go to uh, Hermes Franca and Rich Cronkleton
0: in Miami. Yeah, a little bit different. Yeah,
1: A little bit different, but it was one of those where we saw the arm and the elbow completely spin the opposite direction.
0: <laughs> well, you can also you, whole, you, remember Shogun Hua when he fought Mark Coleman in Pride. Mark Coleman was trying to take him down, and he takes and He's got his legs, and, and Hua just posts out to stop his fall. Arm dislocates. Yeah, Happens.
1: Yeah, just crazy, man. Just yeah. like you, the stuff that we've seen over the years in the sport. It's just nuts. And, and Rich still finished the fight.
0: Oh yeah, I know. Rich Crunkle yeah. dude he was tough as hell.
1: I was like throwing up in my mouth watching his elbow spin like this. No, the best <laughs> the best was Hermes
0: Franca is looking at the referee and pointing to the elbow, going, Are yeah. you seeing what this is right here? Referee's like yeah. huh? <laughs> And then he just wiggled his arm out. And I know
1: I think I think it was Hermes was just like what the Hermes f- was sick. This is nuts. He yeah,
0: just like, like this this he wanted disgusting. to stop fighting. He goes, I don't I don't want this is horrible. john th-
1: when you see somebody else's body, or like if you see your own, like when I did my thumb in the Benson fight, there yeah. was a couple of times I looked down to defend the hands when he got to my side and had a body lock, and I went to like break his grip, and my thumb, the bone Folded slid back. up into yeah, it slid up in, in my skin up into my into my wrist, yeah. and I looked down, and it was just one of those things like
0: what the I, I was really watching it the whole time, it was so. And gross. This is, see people ask all the time, we well, don't you stop? No, if it's a if it's a finger a toe and the guy is fighting through it i'm not going to stop the fight on him yeah because it's not something that can cause him permanent damage as far as or it can cut an artery or something like that mm-hmm. you know if he's tough enough to go i'm going to let him go even though yeah i see it so i, I did mean, see yeah, it john- i saw it multiple times it did some yeah. funky things john do even let headbutts go he knows oh i would never <laughs> yeah. let a if you ever headbutted someone i'd call you on it right away of
2: course
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right david let's get into some news what do you got for news
2: well, actually, first, we're going to do the main event for next week, and it's time right. to weigh in on Whoa,
1: the odds. in on the odds. All right, here we go. Robert Whitaker is plus 210 at mybookie.ag. Make sure you guys use that promo code, weighing in, and then... Israel Adesanya is minus 270.
0: Yes, sir. Four and a
1: half is the over-under. Four and a half
0: is the over-under. Four and a half rounds. How do you see this going? Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now. I am going to say that I would put my money on Robert Whitaker. I think Izzy is a fantastic fighter. Yes, I know that he's got a win against Whitaker already, and he deserved that win. It was a fantastic performance, but it was a performance that I think Whitaker played into. I think Whitaker fought one of the worst fights that I've ever seen him fight. He was out of control. Mm. He was over aggressive. He was wanting to punch a hole in Israel Adesanya's face. And that's not the way to go into a fight. I think he's much smarter coming into this fight. I'm not saying he can't lose, but he can definitely win. And when you got a guy that can win and he is a plus 210, hello. That's the guy I'm going to go with. I'm going to say that I would put my money on Robert Whitaker because he has a game plan. He knows there's a blueprint on how to beat Izzy at this point. Can he make that blueprint work? I can't say that for sure. But he definitely has the skills to do that. And if he can just put Izzy on his back for a round, it will change who Izzy is in that fight. It will change his ability to stop the second one. So... It all depends. And as we said, this kind of like with Glover Teixeira when he fought Jan. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, if he gets that first takedown, look out. Well, Robert Whitaker gets this first takedown, and I guarantee you he's going to be looking for the takedowns. He gets it. Look out if he's able to hold on to it for a while and do any damage. The fight is going to change immensely mm-hmm. at that
1: time. Yeah, I want you guys, we're going to talk about. The Strickland fight again tonight, Hermanson didn't get the first takedown in the first round, and it was a snowball effect. He was forced to stay the rest of the fight pretty much. and the rest of his takedowns were second guessing himself. They weren't aggressive, they weren't pushing him to the fence, didn't have it, you know, didn't have it. and so Whitaker, he's got to make an effort to try and get one or two at least in the first round. and even if they're not like even if they're not there to the ground, it would be nice if they were. he's got to go to the well with conviction at least once around to see if he can get one to keep Izzy guessing about it, to keep him thinking about it fresh on his mind. And then on top of that, like you said, like with the Glover situation, if he does get one in the first round and he's able to hold him down for say three to three and a half minutes or two and a half to three minutes, you're going to see the fight change. Like you said, immensely It's going to be a different style of fight from then on out because once Whitaker knows he can get it, and how much effort he had to put in to get it? Yep. The takedowns will potentially get easier as the fight goes on because Izzy now is going to be concerned about the takedowns, which means that will open up the striking as that well. Will also I got you. Slow thinking down,
0: about, Izzy's striking.
1: Yeah, his attack. Yep. So there's a lot of different ways, and and honestly, I got to tell you, this is when you talk about when we've mentioned this several times. Fighters that are in a good place at the moment, those are the ones you got to be concerned about. Yes. Like, when he fought the first time, he was going through a lot of mental stuff, not, you know, home stuff, family stuff, gym stuff, whatever it was. Yep. He was going through a lot of stuff. Yep. You know? And then the, the trash talking really got to him a little bit, just the lead up to it. A lot of pressure on him, being the defending champion, that kind of thing. It was, it was a position he was just like, okay. He, he let it get to him. Yep. He's in a different spot now. That's right. Things his, his frame of mind is completely different. He's prepared for whatever Izzy says, whatever Izzy does. And I think overall, when, like you said, he has the tools. Out of all the people that, he, that Izzy's fought, he's got the tools to stand with them as well as wrestle him and take him down and threaten submissions and be on top and, and use the, the ground and pound. He's got that potential. The rest of the guys in that weight class, I don't know if they got that. You know, you look at those guys. Dave, can you pull that up, please, for me? The the 185 pound weight class. When I start looking at those weight classes, John, I start looking looking at that bracket of uh rankings. <clears throat> I don't know of a lot like I saw Sean Strickland tonight. He's not standing with Izzy. I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna be able
0: to. I think Izzy, you know? so he's Izzy's I go, too too slick for for what his, for what Sean man, does, especially for yeah. Sean's rate and his power. It's not the greatest matchup.
1: Yeah. And as much as I mean like with Derek Brunson, on the feed, he's a little slower. You know, his wrestling now is getting a little slower. Like he it's hard, like he, he's got the wrestling, in the pedigree. We know he can do work when he gets to the top position. Yeah. But he slows down so much. And in a five round fight, I'm going Izzy. Because it, by the second round, you know, going into the third, Brunson's not the same wrestler and he's not the same striker. And Izzy is just on point. You know, you get to Cannoneer. Cannoneer's tough. He's a dog, but I don't, I don't know. I, I think this, the movement, the style, the kicks, all those things are going to give Cantor some fits. You know, Vittori, Vittori's already been proven that it's not going to get done. I mean, he's got to have to try to get him down. He could stand with them. In that first fight, he spent so much trying, time trying to get the takedown that he should have stood a little bit more. I think he would have had a better chance. That's the second and fight. It, sorry, second fight, yeah. okay. Um, you know what I mean? So when we're talking about like this, I think... I mean, I think Whitaker is probably the number one guy to really give him the full dose of a full MMA fight and have a chance to really beat him. And if, if I'm looking at the the mybookie odds, you know, what is it? What did I go back to that, Dave? Plus, two, plus plus two, two, two ten, ten and minus plus two ten. I'll put a hundred down. Yeah, I'll put a hundred down yep. all day long. You yep. know what I mean let's do it? You know, what about the over under? Over under is four and a half.
0: You know, I I look at that and I say if Izzy wins the fight, I think it'll be under. Th- under that if Whitaker wins the fight I think it's over yeah so it really depends and since I with me going saying I I would put my money on Whitaker well then I'm putting my money on the on the over
1: gotcha yeah I mean I probably wouldn't mess with those odds only because you know Whitaker I think is going to probably get the decision out of this it's going to be it's gonna be a hard fought fight, but I do agree with you. If it does finish early, it's gonna finish because as you got to finish, yep. you know, on the feet. So, yep. but hey, that's uh that's our waiting on the odds. So if you guys, uh, we'll do a full breakdown of the card um on our Wednesday morning episode. So check us out on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, and um Dave, what else news you got for us?
2: All right, let's get this first piece right here. Um, so John Jones on February fourth, which was Friday, tweeted out. The greatest light the greatest heavyweight of all time versus the greatest light heavyweight of all time. <laughs> Who wants to see it? I'm game. Hmm. So I don't know why he's talking about DC and Stipe, but <laughs>
1: Oh man. good Dan's call really good at being a troll. Yeah, being a
0: troll. <laughs> I
1: love it. Um I guess I'm assuming they're gonna talk they're gonna make that interim title.
0: Uh yeah. If uh, yeah. Francis is gonna get that surgery. I think you're going to see another interim heavyweight title. I hate that. I think it's they're doing whatever they. But well, 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 hold on. At least if if Francis is getting the surgery and he's going to be out for a long time, I'm okay with it. Where I'm not okay with it is when they did it between Cyril and Derek. That was like, there's no reason for that. You've got a guy that's willing to fight. You know, you just got you just not happy with what you're giving him and stuff. So.
1: Yeah, I think honestly, like the only reason why they're doing this is because John wants to fight for the title. Like I can't imagine them doing this for say Serial and Stipe. Like it, John, John coming up, it's got to be straight for a title shot, being the longest ranked yeah, but, light heavyweight champ. whatever And that's it is. okay. Yeah, that's
0: understandable.
1: <clears throat> yep. Yeah, it's for it's basically it's you can't have him go up to heavyweight and then him not fight for the title like right off the bat. Well, you could, which, but they won't. But they won't, and it's not—it's not a good marketing tool. Like you can't have your best, your best light heavyweight ever go up to heavyweight and be like, "Yeah, we're just here to fight." I'm just here to <laughs> no, have no, a no.
0: good time. Yeah, no. no and, uh,
1: I mean, I agree. But-
0: it should be for the title, and I—I I do believe that that's exactly. And I think John knows it's coming, and he's just starting to, just starting to wet the whistle on it and get people's attention towards it, and that's okay. That's what he's supposed to. How do. does that fight go? <sighs> John is too good for Stipe at this time. Yeah, you know, with as far as uh n- nothing. John, why are you I, such a hater on Stipe, I, man? Shut up, stupid! You why know are you I, love, on Stipe? I love. I love <laughs> but Stipe is getting older, <laughs> no, and it's the yeah. wrestling that for Stipe that usually works for him. He's got the ability to you know to have that and have it in his back pocket, where he can either use it or at least threaten it. People have to you know fight a certain way. He's not gonna be able to threaten it in any fashion with John that's going to cause a problem and John can do it in reverse to him and you know there's no heavyweight other than Verdum that was good off his back Yeah, and even at times Verdum wasn't good off his back so it just depends on you know if Stipe gets put on his back it's bad times if John got put on his back it's bad times it's a scramble back to your feet but John's submission game is a lot better
1: you think if Jar gets taken down by Stepe, he's in trouble?
0: I think he's gonna be able to, to hold on with Stipe. Stipe doesn't have a submission game. It's yeah. not you know it's not that he not it's not that he can't pull off a submission, it's just not that's not his attack. That's not what he does. He uses ground and pound. He can, you know, he can get a you know, a Kimura, he can get an Americana, he can get those kind of things that they're there, he can get the choke. It's just not his bread and butter. That's not what he goes to. So yeah. I don't know. I just look at it that, you know, usually you know, I say with any, if, if you're a heavyweight and your back's on the ground, get up, you know, do what you got to right now. Don't, don't stay there because it's a bad place. John's got a good submission game, especially from the top. You know, he can pull off submissions. He's, he's submits yeah, he a lot of people with his elbows <laughs> he's, 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 <laughs> with it's his elbows. Or he's also submitted a lot of black belts with actual
2: submission holes. Yeah. So he's good.
1: Yeah, No, he is. Yeah. He is.
2: All right, next. Um, interesting uh, thing that came out of B, uh, what's his name, Benson Benson Henderson. What's
0: his name? Sorry,
2: I was trying to wow. think about who. I was trying to think about who. Who was the person that said it? Put and some respect on his name, dog. Hello. Put some respect on his name. they were sorry, there were so many names. I had to I had to get them in order. So Benson <laughs> Henderson says that BJ Penn is a lightweight goat, and it's not even close. Um, and so he's quoted as saying uh it's easy hands down bj not even close you you don't even got to say his full name just one word bj and you know who it is the greatest lightweight all time without a doubt hands down bj pen and then he goes on to say out of 29 and all could be fought go look at the records of the 29 people he beat and then go look at the records of guys bj beat go look at the records the guys bj lost to go look at where they fought Um and essentially you know that's his point well we've talked
0: about this before we've had this discussion and we've said yeah you know are these the two best lightweights in the history of the sport we said yeah we do believe that they are yeah you know but again it's it's an opinion and if it's josh's opinion or my opinion or or benson's opinion (laughs) he thinks it's bj that's great you know maybe he's right Uh, but it's it's real simple when one guy is uh what's what's BJ 16 and 14 or 16 and 15 as far as record something like that. Yeah. And one guy's 29 and 0. Yeah. 16 and 15. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I'm still going to say that Khabib is the best lightweight that there's ever been. Just is. Uh, it's 16 and 14. I think what
1: yeah. what yeah, I think what people really get confused on is that <sighs> BJ didn't do it all in one weight class. No,
0: he moved That's around the thing. a lot. Of, yeah, he moved around he he a lot of weight class.
1: He, he fought a heavyweight, fought at one eighty five, fought a, a, a middleweight, heavyweight. That's right. He fought everywhere. He fought everywhere. You know, I mean, like <clears throat> when he fought Machida, Machida was two twenty. Yep. You know, so you can't look at his record and be like, oh yeah, let's compare it to Khabib. Where Khabib fought at one fifty five pretty much his whole career. I don't know if he had any fights before that that were lighter because he used to be a lot leaner before he got to the UFC. I just look at it that way. Like, I mean, when I look at it, BJ helped change the sport in so many different ways. You know, he was the first one to really stick it to the UFC. And then he ran (laughs) off, started his own promotion, you know, and then he came back and made a ton of money. I mean, he did things that just nobody understood. He's like, what are you doing? This is the UFC. And he's like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'll go and start my own promotion and bring in the best lightweight that everyone's talking about and talking to Origami. And then I'll smash him in front of everyone in my own promotion. So, like he did things that Pretty good plan. other guys, yeah, he was a brilliant <laughs> plan, actually. But he did things that other guys wouldn't even have fathomed to do, especially at that time when there was no real money in it, you know. And he was paying for it out of his own pocket to fly Gomi, you know, to the Hawaii and, and to bring him into the promotion and pay him. And I was there when they negotiated the rules. And it was hilarious to watch Gomi say, So we do elbows on the ground or elbows to the top of the head, and BJ would just with a smile on his face, whatever you want. Whatever you want. And then, you know, go me like head He's like whatever you want, just whatever you want. He just kept telling him, Whatever you want the rules to be, I'm here. And I was like, Oh shit. Like this is for real. You know, and I tra- I trained with BJ for, for a long time, you know, at AK. And um, he's a really good friend of mine. But you can't I don't compare the two. If you want to say who the most dominant lightweight was, it was it was Kabib. But to who be. like when I look at who really shaped helped shape
0: the sport? BJ. Absolutely. Where you, where you could say BJ, BJ helped shape the lightweight division. Absolutely. More than any other fighter. Okay, I'll go with that. Because he did, because you know, at a time when they were trying to get the lightweights, you know, going and then it didn't work and they were gonna get rid of them and they did all kinds of things with it. He was one of the reasons they kept it. And it was because of the way he fought and how dominant he could be at times. And you know, he had a he had a huge influence on the UFC itself.
1: John, tell me this. Outside of Chuck Liddell, because of the Mohawk and the tattoos on his head, who was the most famous fighter that the UFC had? Maybe GSP? (sighs) Like I'm saying, like this is before like kinda he was already around when G S P was around. Like before, like bj oh, yeah. was there before gsp came yeah you know he was there for years before that and yeah. when he would B- the was, title BJ's before first GSP fight in the came. ufc was
0: ufc 31 yeah. yeah against joey gilbert
2: that's right
1: yep yep i mean but my point is is that like when like when i'm talking about like not even randy randy couture was as big of a star when bj started getting onto the scene randy like, was popular randy was pretty was big because people was, loved him it, because he was the old guy. He was a he was a good guy. He <laughs> was a good guy though. Um but I'm saying like when it came down to it when it came to like star power that star like, power if young, you're going to look the
0: the top 3 star powers at the time. You know, Randy would probably been fourth, but mm-hmm. you said him. It would been Chuck. Chuck was huge and a lot of it was, you know, the mohawk look and everything and you know, yeah. but and it was also the way Chuck fought you know yeah everyone looked at chuck and you know, he was just always looking for the knockout and stuff gsp would be the other one mm-hmm. you know obviously anderson silva was coming in about that time but you know no one knew that he had had an entire career before that you know yeah. so people that weren't weren't uh too heady on anderson at the time and then bj he would have been the guy that you're looking at going that guy's special yeah. and then then you know that's why when they were putting bj you know gsp it was just kind of get, becoming the guy a guy and they had the bj versus uh gsp fight you know i think that was ufc 58 and it was mm-hmm. phenomenal yeah and i think uh george got a split decision on him or something like that yeah
1: yeah yeah. i mean you guys got to remember bj had already left the ufc when gsp oh, yeah. kind of started making his run and then bj came back you know what i mean and then he made his own run you know I think that, that was title. wasn't that
0: bj's first fight back
1: was against yeah. George? Was yep, George St. Pierre. Yeah. He demanded it. He said, No, I'm not coming back unless you give me that fight. Everyone keeps telling me he's the best fighter. Well, I left as the I left as the welterweight champ. I'm gonna come back. That's what he said. Yeah. And he it's came like, back no, as a g- welterweight.
0: The yeah, dummy? you
1: give me that guy. Yeah, dummy. <laughs> yeah. You give me that guy. That that's the guy that I want to fight. And he went out and did it, man. man. You gotta remember, he started his rumble on the rock and they ended up selling it to Elite XC. Yep. You know, and I mean, he made money. He did a lot of good things, and throughout the sport, when I look at the most dominant fighter, I think I've ever seen has been Khabib. Like in terms of really never lost a round. Like he's he just dominated every fighter. He and when he walked in, it was just domination. More from ten the eight
0: top rounds than any guy effort
1: Yeah, That was like, I mean, just insane. Geez. You know, um, yeah. So when you're talking about lightweight, yeah, I you say it's Khabib, but when it comes down to the who in, impacted the sport Impact. the most. Different and yeah, and in all weight classes, it's it's BJ Penn.
2: So, next, uh, next, Let's go baby. All right, uh, Chad Mendez comes out and says, you know, kind of making this point about the whole money thing in, uh, in UFC <laughs> right now. He's saying he's going to make more money in his fight at mm-hmm. BKFC than Francis did in that heavyweight fight with $600,000. Well,
0: all I say is, way to go, Chad, money, Mendez that's why we had him on our show talking about this stuff look chad is in a position now he's in control of his own you know train man and and the whole thing is he's able to get sponsorships he has got the you know the whole thing with his his hunting and his hunting business and everything he does he gets a ton of sponsorships off of that so this only adds to it and then the money he's going to make to fight and bare knuckle god bless him way to go man i am freaking happy for him. You know, and if this yeah. is what it takes for guys to realize why are you fighting? You know, if there was one thing that I I was listening to uh Juliana Pena on Joe Rogan's podcast. Mm-hmm. And I thought she was she did a great job. Because one, you know, she talked about Gil Melendez and, you know, what Gil told her as far as, hey, you know, is is the money right? Is this are you doing this for the money? Because that's why you end up fighting. like we, uh, people go towards fighting in the beginning because you like it. It's kind of you know, it makes you feel good. it's exciting. you know, you get an adrenaline, you know charge out of it and you're pretty good at it, so you just I'll keep doing it and I do this for free. and you are. Sometimes <laughs> it's costing you a lot of money. but eventually, if you're good enough and you're fighting better people, you know, you realize I do this for money. Yeah. Okay. And you need to figure that out pretty quick. And, you know, one of the things she was talking about is, hey, if, you know, if the money's right, I'm ready to fight. You know, if it's not, it's not good business, so I'm not going to do it. And that's what every fighter needs to figure out. Look, Giuliana Pena did one thing that I thought was fantastic is. She kept on pushing for that fight, you know, with Amanda, and they didn't give it to her. She kept pushing it, and even then she lost to Jermaine, but she kept pushing, and she took a quick fight against uh, Sarah McMahon and got the win and kept pushing. But it was always about pushing towards that title. Now that she's got the title, guess what she's asking for? Money. Good for her. That's the way it's supposed to be. That is the way it's supposed to be, and if you are doing this, For any other reason than to financially take care of your family and put yourself in a position to where when your career is over, you don't have to go stand there as a Walmart greeter, then you're doing it for the wrong reason. The reason you do this is money. It's called prize fighting. Whether it's boxing or MMA, it's prize fighting. You're fighting for a purse. Make as much money and don't give a damn about who is the guy signing the check
1: yep well said i I, exactly i look at the eddie alvarez approach in the sport how many times have we said and talked about it yeah it is what's had as well you just i always went where the biggest paycheck was yeah
0: you know you know what what did jeremy stevens just do he got cut by the ufc he's been with them for what he was jeremy stevens was in the ufc i think at ufc 71 I think that was his first one against Dean Thomas. Okay. Long and long. think of how long that run is. Think of that span of fights and eventually what'd they do with him? See ya. Yeah. But yeah. he had a, he had a chance to go to the PFL and make good money and he takes that. Good. I don't care that Jeremy Stevens is fighting for the PFL. I will watch him fight because it's Jeremy Stevens and he's a hell of a fighter and he's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, do I care that it's got PFL on his glove instead of UFC? Not at all. Doesn't matter who he's fighting for. Only matters that I get to watch a guy that I
2: enjoy watching fight.
1: That's it. Agree, I agree. Next,
2: <coughs> um, so Brett Okamoto from ESPN says, per sources, Max Holloway has been medically cleared from the injury that prevented him from fighting Alexander Volkanovski in March. Mm. He will resume training and is offered to weigh in as a backup to the fight on April 9th with Korean Zombie.
1: That's Hello. a lot of weight cut for him, man. He's a big he's a big guy. So, I mean, I get it. I understand. But I'd hate to be the one on hold for that. I would just wait. Get your body fully healthy and just take care of yourself and, and wait for the next whoever wins that fight.
0: I just look at it
1: like... He has to cut a ton of weight, John. I don't. I don't know if it would be worth in his he, how good he is. Yeah, I, I mean, agree
0: with you completely. It's like why rush it? You got hurt, okay. If you're back, if you're if you're healthy, continue to just train and stay healthy. Keep yourself, yeah. you know, in a position where when they give you enough time and offer you a fight that's down the road that you can, in a safe and healthy way, get down in weight because. Look, I I, I will tell you. Max Holloway, when he fought uh, Jose Aldo, weighed in at 145 pounds, championship weight, 145 on the nose. Night of the fight, 178. I'm not even 178 right now. That's insane, and that's insane. (laughs) And so you look and you go, "This is the kind. This is why when if people don't remember that, you know, he had that shot at fighting Khabib." Yeah, at 155, and he couldn't make weight.
1: He couldn't make weight. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, so he does. He does get bigger, and you know, balloon. Yeah, it balloons well, up. Well, dude, there's a lot of good food in Hawaii, man. You know that. <laughs> it's like John in
1: Tennessee. Who, <laughs> <Ooh>, baby?
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, next. All right, uh, last one is Joanna Pena and Amanda Nunes are the new tough coaches for UFC uh. Tough 30.
1: She made a good pitch on Joe Rogan, man. Yes, I she mean, did. She made a good pitch, and I, I couldn't agree with her more. And I, here's the thing: they were supposed to offer like myself and Pettis because Pettis got hurt for our our title fight. They were going to offer us that, and then I, I don't know. They just, I didn't Dana never liked me, so I just got. I, I wonder why it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> but regardless, so but if she's making a push for it, like you said. She made a push. You know, she made a push for the title shot. She finally got it, you know, and now she's making a push for the ultimate fighter. She got it. I mean, she's saying all the right things and she keeps pushing forward. I'm good. I'm happy for her. You yeah. know, and she's from Spokane, Washington, man. Like, not a lot of people come out of there successful. <laughs> so, no, I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. But, I mean, you know, the old Spokane Michael was Kiesa, like I
0: did not an old say mining that. town.
1: Sam Cecilia, I apologize for my part. Spokane, Spokane. I was I lived in d'Alene for a while, man, and like Spokane's has an old mining town, old brick buildings, and you know what I mean. Just, uh, but they they've done a lot to it now. It's actually gotten really nice. Spokane's
0: actually nice. It's not.
1: It's it's nice now. It wasn't nice then. But um, (laughs) uh, but no, regardless. I mean, like. The success. I mean, like it's nice to see guys like Kiesa and Cecilia and and Amanda and and fighters that come out of that area. It's great to see and and uh, she's getting what she deserves. I believe I'm I'm happy for her.
0: Yeah, I actually I think it's a it's a great pairing. You know, Amanda I think needs some time to get herself straight, get herself back and ready to go again. Just it'll build up that the hype of that rematch it'll just intensify it so it's the perfect pairing i think it's great and i think julia juliana again did a great job of putting it in people's minds hey this is what should happen that's there's only if you want something to happen you got to make it happen and you're not going to get it by sitting there not saying something good job juliana
1: yep old saying closed mouths don't get fed that's it All right, guys. Well, hey, I want to thank you guys for listening to the show. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. We talked about a lot. We covered a lot. And uh, we supported one of our friends. So, make sure you guys go to Wayne In. Or not Wayne In. Sorry, <laughs> ProWrestlingKeys.com <laughs> slash no, Wayne In. No, make sure you go to Wayne In. Absolutely. Wayne In. Hit the subscribe and the bell so you guys know when our shows drop. We drop them at different times, sometimes throughout the week, based on John and I's schedule. But um, we're pretty consistent with uh, Sunday or Monday or morning drops, as well as Wednesday morning drop. So, we also have a Thursday morning drop, too, for the Wayne Interjection show. Go to yeah. prowrestlingtees.com slash weighing in. Pick up one of our new Beast Mode shirts that are out. And uh, it's a cool little design. And then we've got a bunch of other selections there for you. A plethora of shirts for you guys to choose from. Use that promo code and still get 20% off on our shirts. And then hopefully you guys enjoy it, man. And I want to thank you guys for continuing to support our channel and the Weighing In podcast.
0: Everyone out there, thank you for listening. You You make this fun for us to do. And all the people that come up, to me and Josh and tell us how much you enjoy our podcast. Thank you. And we love hearing it. We love hearing, you know, what you like, even sometimes what you don't, but not normally that, but we just want to tell you, thank you for tuning in. And we, Josh and I, the two of us, will see you.